common mistakes that I uh, see when it comes to pacing would be people go way too hard early uh, for the first couple of laps and then drop off. The lactate kicks in uh, and they have no pacing strategy. They, they're just competing way too hard early and they go well above their capacity. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy has been a great way to develop my coaching skills and how to utilize the theory and use it in real world scenarios. It's also highlighted the importance of interpersonal skills and developing that and how to best communicate with other coaches, stakeholders and players, whether that be through designing training plans, fitness tests, or monitoring training loads for each player. Jack's also been a really great mentor for me and point of call with any questions or queries I've had throughout the week and provide that support professionally for me uh, as I progress through my career. Uh, the PLP Academy has also opened a lot of job opportunities and has really allowed me to cement myself as a coach. Hello and welcome to the High Performance Podcast, AFL staff and athletes. Each month, I host a live Q&A where I present on a topic to help Australian rules footballers like yourself get drafted and make the AFL. Make sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe to my YouTube channel and never miss a live episode. Let's go. Hello and welcome to this month's Footballers Update. I'll be discussing our 2K time trial tips and these should be illegal. They're going to be that helpful. I want to have make sure that we've got our most important tips for those listening to this episode because if you're in January 2024 and you still need to perform your 2K time trial, um, whether it be target that your football club has given you or for your own personal um, pride or perhaps you've got a combine testing coming up, they're all really, really important. I want to make sure you set yourself up to be able to perform this test at your, at your best. Um, I posted interestingly on our Instagram story recently uh, what do you want to hear from me when it comes to 2K time trial tips? And pacing strategy was number one at 46%. Program examples was at 16%. Uh, and why is 2K time trial um, why is 2K time trial important was the next best at 32%. I think there was a couple percent left over for other, <clears throat> which people direct message me um, other things they wanted to me to include which I've incorporated uh, some bonus tips a bit later on in the show. But we'll go first for with a pacing strategy. Uh, typically speaking, if you complete this shot on a 500-meter track, let's say, you've got four laps to complete, I would recommend starting the first lap uh, quite fast. However, try not to go be the first in lead that everyone else is pacing off, okay? Um, try and be maybe second in place and just um, catch be in a more efficient manner by not taking on the full air resistance by um, being just behind the leader um, to make things a little bit more easier on your end but also you don't have the pressure of, of um, setting the pace you can just work off um, the person who's in the lead and try and catch them towards the end of the race in the middle two laps laps two and three I would recommend uh, focusing on your rhythm uh, focusing on your breath try to stay calm uh, i think this is the middle two laps that people can either um, lose uh, focus of where they're at and what their time should be each lap and their pacing strategy on whether it be looking at your split times whether it be timing your laps and someone yelling it out whatever it might be um, they get caught up in the event 
uh, and they can t- start to overwhelm and panic themselves, um, particularly if they're not going as quick as they'd like to. Um, and that's where you can really start to lose your legs and start to uh, drop off your performance for the test and ultimately not reach your potential. Um, so we want to start strong. We then want to find a rhythm and some consistency in rep two and three. And then ultimately the last lap, if you've paced it well enough, should be your fastest. Uh, you've done the hard work early to put yourself in a good spot. Hopefully you're right on par for hitting your time. And then with you pick your moment depending on what your speed endurance is like. If you've got great speed endurance, i.e. you're really good at when 400 meters turn up, 200 meter efforts turn up, that's your jam. Then you could probably start your um your final leg quite early in the last lap, maybe 300 to 400 metres in, where you pick up the pace and start to uh, take people down who are in front of you. Or if you're the leader, uh, really try and increase that gap for those that are behind you. Uh, if speed endurance isn't your go, you're more an aerobic athlete, um, then it's even more important to start fast and, and maintain good consistent reps in two and three. And then ultimately, you want to try and uh, finish your uh, strongest part of that last 500 meters maybe the last 100 meters you just go all out uh, and finish off um, common mistakes that i uh, see when it comes to pacing would be people go way too hard early uh, for the first couple of laps and then drop off the lactate kicks in uh, and they have no pacing strategy they they're just competing way too hard early and they go well above their capacity um other ones is going pacing too much uh, and and starting too slow and then needing the last lap to be able to make up all this time and they simply just can't do it uh, and and they generally finish the race with a fair bit left in the take uh, and with obviously disappointment so you don't want to be either of those two going too hard or going too easy and overpacing it uh, it's somewhere in the middle um, is where we want to go start strong to set the tone first lap find your rhythm have some clear pacing strategies on what you're trying to maintain, particularly for laps two and three, and then pick your moment knowing what your strengths are on when you're going to uh, drop the hammer and really um, bring in and increase your leg speed for the final lap. So that's when it comes to pacing strategy. It shouldn't be too complex. You, you don't have too much that you're thinking of. It should be a pacing strategy that you're familiar with. You've practiced it. Uh, I would recommend if, you, if you've got a 2K time trial coming up and you know the date, uh, practice it once a week. For at least two uh, two to four weeks before leading up to the event, uh, there is such a thing as familiarization with the event 2K time trial. So, yes, 2K time trial running isn't the best way to get better at 2K time trial. However, familiarizing yourself with your pacing strategy, familiarizing yourself with the actual track and environment that you're going to be running in. So, knowing uh, is it a 500 meter track, is it a 400 meter track, is it a 450 meter track, uh, and how many laps that's going to be. Um, and therefore, knowing what your lap time should be and what pacing um, you should hold. I'd recommend having a smartwatch so you can track your, your own times and your pacing uh, to get a bit of indication. And you should be um, looking at those things in your training. So then cups come test day, you're so used to the fact of looking at your time and knowing uh, what a three-minute pace feels like, um, what a three-minute 10 pace feels like, um, that come test day, it's nothing new. You've, you've done it all before in training uh, and you're really familiar with the fact that you're looking at your clock while you're running and knowing um, where your threshold is, uh, what your range is because ultimately the best performers on 2K day are able to adjust and adapt their running style, their running pacing strategy, if things like the conditions, who they're running with, the track. Uh, is it a heavy 
um, track because it, there was a downpour the night before. Um, is it a fast track uh, like doing it on an athletics track? Uh, and how all these things impact their pacing strategy. So being adaptable um, comes from having experience uh, for those to be able to read the cues and understand how what the best strategy is going to be for them on that day. So practice is key. Going into programming examples, uh, another thing that is uh, so, so, so common mistakes that I notice, and if you're watching this on Instagram or uh, TikTok, feel free to post in some questions. Of course, YouTube as well, just in the comments section, and I'm more than happy to answer those. Uh, but going into programming options, some common mistakes that I see with those that are really motivated to improve their 2K time trial, they go from running two to three times a week to running every day. And typically, they'll be steady state runs, like going for 10K runs, 5K runs, 30 minutes, just continuous running pace. Uh, that is not only is that not effective uh, running for your uh, football performance, which is most important, everything that we want to be doing is to improve your football performance. Um, and we don't want to put 2K time trial ahead of your football performance. So um, don't get caught up in the test. Ultimately, the test is really there to uh, be able to individualize your training and use it as a prescription, which is something I'll, I'll talk about a little bit later on when it comes to why is 2K important for AFL. Um, it's used there to prescribe, just like when you test your one rep max bench press uh, or your um, three rep max maybe back squat, and we we work perhaps percentage based lifting, or the strength coach might prescribe loads each week to progressively overload from your uh, baseline. There's no different the two case. So ultimately, it's there to maximise your training and adaptation uh, to improve your athleticism for football. We don't want to be sacrificing everything else that you're doing when it comes to your training loads getting caught up in the test and just training the test um, so running every day typically isn't conducive for footballers um, one because there's a lot of other demands on the game you want to be working on your contest game you want to be working on your speed work your agility work uh, and um, we want to make sure that the body gets adequate rest so you're able to um, train at high intensity uh, and be able to handle the intensity of not just running loads but also the contact progressions so or contact load so running it every day isn't sustainable typically for australian Mills footballer uh, and it's we we don't want to be just focusing our running tickets on steady state running because the game isn't steady state it's very intermittent you you've got bursts of um accelerations change of direction work um different planes of motion so we want to make sure that you're spending majority of your time uh, playing the game and not running for 2K time trial. So common mistakes would be running every day, steady state running, um, running with no targets in mind. There's no individualization. You're just winging the workouts uh, and there's no consistency over each week. Uh, what we today, what not to do um, and what to do, we want to test. So 2K time trial, we want to prescribe off that 2K time trial, whether that be MAS, working out your maximum aerobic speed, the average speed that you ran at for that 2K time trial and programming your aerobic and threshold work off that, whether it be having themes um, to your program. So like I mentioned, not just doing steady state running. Yes, there's a place for improving your aerobic capacity with some longer runs like four minute, three minute um, runs and some aerobic power work, 90 seconds, two minutes, one minute efforts. But we want to also work on our repeat speed. So some shorter uh, distances like 15 seconds at a at a faster pace, and that's where you, you know, knowing your maximal speed can come in, uh, into play. So 
we want to make sure that we've got themes to work out. Like I mentioned before, you're not winging the workouts. There's progressions um, to your program um, and there's themes to your session. So you might have an aerobic day, a repeat speed day, uh, and maybe a more anaerobic sort of lactate threshold uh, day to expose you. Because ultimately, once you've got yourself down to a sub 7 minute 2K, you need to um, have strong aerobic power, um, you need to have strong repeat speed, and we want to have aerobic capacity. All right, so you need to be able to maintain um, some good speed in that session, and that's what allows, like I said, for those that finish, they've held a good pace and then they finish strong, that's because they've done lots of work in not just aerobic capacity, but their aerobic power work uh, and their repeat speed will pay dividends to be able to finish, finish strong. So... Um, a well-rounded program not only is most important for your football performance, but also it will ultimately allow you to run a really good time compared to someone who just does long, steady-state runs at a slow pace. And typically those runs will be slower than the pace that you're actually running for a 2K. Bonus tips. Uh, oh, sorry. Why is 2K Touchdown important for Australian rules football? Well, as we know, it's the longest team sport uh, in the whole world played on typically the biggest ovals so biggest dimensions so you're covering lots of space uh, there's more um, total distance of um, uh, covered so including walking jogging running sprinting uh, in Australian football then things like soccer um, so we want to make sure that you're able to handle that volume of work plus uh, for anyone that's completed a pre-season you'll know that it's incredibly tough to be able to do back-to-back sessions of three sessions a week plus potentially a far leg or a heel session on the Saturday. So you need to be aerobically fit to be able to endure a preseason and mitigate yourself against injuries, be able to perform um, and back up high-quality sessions for your uh, development. So not only will it help with your um, self to mitigate injuries, which we absolutely want you to be available to be able to get more minutes playing the game and improving your football performance, but also you're going to recover better from the high-intensity efforts um, and therefore allow yourself to get better quality minutes training the game, um, which is going to help you uh, prepare yourself for your football performance. So aerobic capacity, ability to um, recover from high-intensity efforts and recover from big training loads is really, really important, um, as well as we want to make sure that you've, you can... Um, Play your role consistently over the four quarters. So that in-game performance, that's where the aerobic fitness can come in. Uh, we all know that uh, the athlete that is super fast, they've got great high-intensity efforts, but maybe they fade in the second half or they uh, aren't able to play their role in the fourth quarter. So um, for those guys, it's improving their uh, Achilles heel, so to speak, which is their aerobic work, which will allow them to have consistent performance from the first, second, third, and fourth quarter, which is ultimately going to help uh, the team perform at their best. Bonus tips. So we've broken down to pacing strategy, programming examples, and why it's important. Uh, bonus tips for the uh, performance of 2K Child Trial, like I mentioned earlier, make sure you practice the test, particularly if you've never done it before. Um, so you've got a real clear strategy. Uh, and th- there's also that uh, website that I've uh, hosted on previous podcasts that you can listen to uh, where we've got that run fast coach where you can um, put in your specific times that you want to hit for your Tico Tartra and it'll give you all your splits. So if you're not using maximum aerobic speed as a way of uh, programming or for targets to follow for every session of your running sessions, which I would recommend, the next best thing could be using the runfastcoach.com website to be able to get an idea of what pace you should be running for uh, your desired 2K time trial. 
Um, like I mentioned before, make sure that you're adaptable on the day. So there's no point having the perfect running strategy for perfect conditions and then you rock up uh, and you're running on a track. Uh, it's raining uh, and it's super windy and you've never run in those conditions. So practicing your 2K times run all sorts of different conditions because you never know when it's going to turn up on on that day where you need to perform it. And it might be the reason that you make a NAB League team. It might not. Um, it might be the reason that you able to play in a certain position because the coach is giving you a target range to hit uh, or it just simply might be a nice confidence booster for you for the preseason to, sh- to sh- build trust with your teammates to show that you've done the work over the offseason. Uh, and then other things that we shouldn't be, um, we shouldn't ignore, sorry, would be make sure you eat super clean um, and healthy leading up to your 2 time trial. Um, so eating grass, uh, sorry, eating your vegetables, eating your fruit, so uh, make sure that you're eating quality meats, um, eating real food ultimately as consistently as you can leading up to the 2K time trial, making sure you're getting a good quality sleep routine that um, is something you can stick to and is sustainable. Um, so you're waking up at a, at a regular hour, you're going to sleep at a regular hour um, and you're getting quality sleep. And also to periodize your caffeine intake if that's something that you're having. Um, maybe you're in the habit of just having a coffee every day Perhaps you want to um, wind off um, the coffee intake for a period of time if you're training and then start to bring that in and time it around your training to uh, elevate your training performance uh, and running performance to be able to get an extra edge uh, and ultimately get a better training adaptation. Then come race day, um, one, you're used to getting that elevation um, of uh, mental alertness from caffeine uh, and that may work well for your 2K total performance or it may not. So make sure to try that out in training. Final, final segment, what are other AFL teams doing? It's something to be aware of to make sure that you're well-rounded and you're exposed to it, particularly if you're going into, you listen to this maybe and you're going into your first senior preseason with a state-level club. Um, no doubt they'll be doing these different types of tests as well. Um, or perhaps you're in your first AFL preseason. Uh, and you're listening to this in the future in the podcast. So other teams to be aware of, the 11 200 metres uh, on the minute, uh, we used to do 11. That was the Hawthorne 2K time trial test. Uh, that was because the track that we ran on um, worked out to be five laps, which out to be 2.2 Ks. So that was what the guys did. If anyone had some injuries or past history of some foot, uh, lower limb injury, especially uh, any stress reaction or um uh, areas where maybe patella tendinopathy, they didn't run too well on hard track uh, and they didn't respond well, we didn't want them to miss football sessions, then they would do the 11-200 metres from post to post uh, and that's running on the minute. We would record, uh, the coaches record the times that they run and then we end up working out estimated 2K touch shots on that pace. So repeat 200 metre minutes on that uh, is testing a lot more your ability to be able to hold uh, typically or should be a higher pace um, than your um, uh, 2K total steady state test. So having an understanding if that's going to be your test, you're going to be able to, like I said, familiarize yourself to it so you know exactly what pacing strategy to be. Typically the best performers of that test were really consistent. They didn't go for like 31, 32, 33 high speed um, reps at the start and then gas out and they get 40s and 42s because that blows out their score. They started consistent and they held every rep throughout. Uh, at a consistent pace and something that they can is sustain over the 11 reps. 
other ones are the 4-1-Ks every eight minutes. That's something we've, we did at Melbourne Football Club a couple of years ago. We've now brought back the 2K time trial, so that's as simple as you run a 1K-er. Let's say that takes you 3 minutes 50. You now have 4 minutes 10 seconds before your group run that again. Uh, and then you work out your average time for the four efforts. Uh, so it's a long test, 32 minutes long, um, and it's challenging you a lot more in terms of your aerobic power. Like the 200s, you're actually different to the 200s. 200s, you get typically getting two to one worst to ratio, so you might average out to get 40 second reps, 20 seconds on, off, so it's more aerobic. But this one, you're typically getting one to one, or you should. Shouldn't be going um, any slower than a four minute KM. Most of the guys are getting three minutes 30, anywhere between three minutes and three minutes 30, so they're getting more rest than our work, but the intensity is far greater. So that uh, lactate buildup is greater because you're working more on your aerobic power uh, and with a, with a faster pace. Then you've got your 3K time trial, your 5K time trials, of course. You're, you're moving at a slower pace. They're not as great in terms of if you're using the test for a prescription um, of MAS. Uh, the research shows the sweet spot is between that six to eight minutes uh, to, to be able to estimate your VO2 max, uh, where 3K, 5K, the speed just starts to move a little bit slower. Um, so it's not a true indicator of using it from a prescription point of view. But if your club's been doing that for the last 10 years, um, you've got lots of normative data. You know what outside mids, what the expectations are. Um, you know what inside mids could be uh, need to get key position players, smalls, uh, what each individual athlete has got that's been at the club for the last you know, five or six years. So it can be quite hard to change the test unless the coaching team, high performance team, are really keen to. And maybe the players want a bit of a change for different stimulus. Um but if you've got lots of training data, it can be quite handy to just keep those baselines in there. 10, Ten minutes max distance run. I've heard uh, John Football Clubs. We had recently Scott Murphy on the podcast, which that podcast episode is going to be released very shortly. Um, that's been his test, the yo-yo test, which a lot of you be aware of, that shuttle test. It sort of came into the industry uh, to replace the beat test. It's a little bit more specific because as you're being able to change direction, but also the speed it moves at. Um, and there's a bit of a walk involved as well. So it's a little bit more specific. Not that you need the test to be specific. We're just using it to, as an indicator of aerobic capacity. Uh, but that's something that a lot of our AFL clubs are using. So that hopefully gives you a bit of an idea so you can test yourself. Um, I feel like the 2K time trial is a sweet spot because it's in that time range of between six and eight minutes, um, which correlates nicely for what the research tells us is uh, – a reliable measure for estimating your VO2 max, and we can use that for your, um, your max aerobic speed. So we can prescribe running groups from it. Um, it's a good, uh, well-known test. Typically, footballers will be used to the test; they know exactly how to perform it uh, and get the most out of themselves. Uh, and it doesn't take too long, um, so it doesn't eat up too much time to facilitate the test. Plus, it's uh, quite easy to facilitate as well if you're a coach listening in. Where some of the other tests can be quite challenging. Um, and require a lot of setup. It's a piece of the 2K is very simple um, logistically. So ticks a lot of boxes. Thank you for everyone that's tuned in. Um, make sure if you have any questions or if there's any topics that you want me to present in our February Footballers uh, podcast, make sure to, to reach out. Uh, Academy members, just a quick heads up, make sure to check out the Academy during the week. I'm going to post some of our agility drills in the exercise library. So make sure to log in and check your email i'm going to uh, announce that once they're live of course the giveaway is going to be announced this sunday so if you're listening in live enter our giveaway by the link in my instagram 
Um, you can win up to $1,390 worth of prizes. If you're a footballer, it's an absolute no-brainer. If you know a footballer, make sure to send them the link. And the best way to win this challenge is by getting your friends to join. If your friends join through your personal link, then you get five points towards the giveaway. The most amount of points has the best chance for their name popping up uh, in the giveaway. Plus, if your friend that you recommended to jo- uh, to join the podcast, uh, the giveaway ends up joining. You both, if their name is uh, the name that pops up when we uh, choose a winner, then you both win. Uh, so you've got more chance of winning this prize if you get your friends involved. So make sure to head to our Instagram, click the link in our bio, and I look forward to seeing you all on the next live chat. Thank you for listening. Remember to rate the show and subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss a live Q&A. Look forward to seeing you on the next one.